Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. My guest today has achieved outstanding success in the sport of Muay Thai. I actually thought it was Muay Thai, but I'm corrected. It's Muay Thai and is studying at Curtin University for a career in nutrition. In recognition of, of her achievements, uh, Bryony Soden was chosen as a finalist in the 2021 Seven News Young Achiever Awards for WA in the Surge Fitness Sports Award. It's great to have you on board for the podcast today, Bryony. Welcome. Thank you. Um, it's really exciting to be here. I can't wait to share about my journey and about Muay Thai in particular and just bring more awareness to the sport and what I do. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm uh, really passionate to talk about something that maybe not a lot of people know about, and this is certainly one of those things I really think, and it's pretty intense, it's pretty full on, and as we talked before we started the podcast, most people may know Conor McGregor in terms of Muay Thai uh, fighting, but uh, soon, hopefully Bryony will be a name that comes to everybody's lips in not too distant future. As a teenager, when you were thinking about what sport you might take up, uh, I'm gathering netball, basketball, football, cricket didn't come to mind. What on earth took you down the path of Muay Thai fighting? All right. So Muay Thai didn't become a part of my life till I was 17. But luckily enough, when I was four to about 14, I did judo. So I've always had that respect for martial arts because it teaches you discipline. but unfortunately, I wasn't able to continue on with judo. And then I found myself in high school just going to the gym. I've always been very um, athletic, always been wanting to train. And it wasn't until I finished high school, I just did a like a carnival and I had to run laps around the oval and we had to do five laps to, to win this race. And I stopped after two because I was unfit. Um, I had muscles. I looked strong because I went to the gym, but I was unfit. So in my mind, I want to do something that pushes me. So I had that back in my head. And then I went and watched my um, my brother fight. I've seen him fight plenty of times before because he's always done Muay Thai. But it, wasn't, it was this particular fight that I watched. He had this crowd of people cheering for him. Um, and he knocked the guy out in the first round, a minute 45. Like I remember that number. And I just sat there and I was like, I want to I be like him. I want to do that. And the reason why it was that fight in particular, because this was the first time him fighting out of this new gym. And this gym was called, um, it's my gym where I'm at now. It's called Free Lions Gym. And he just was a whole different person. And that, that in that moment, that inspired me. So the, the following Monday, the day after, I went and trained for the first time. 
Um, I've drove myself there, just got my license, borrowed my mum's car, and I've trained every single day since. And it's three and a half years later, and I, I'm really grateful that I, I did that. I put myself out my comfort zone and went and trained because look what what's happened. <laughs> yeah, far out. Well, uh, I was going to ask you how often you would need to train, but uh, you said every day. That's intense. Yeah. So right now, as a fighter, I train two times two times a day, six days a week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's massive. Well, my wife and I, Annette, uh, and Annette, of course, is our podcast producer for Inspirational Trends Podcast, this podcast. Shout out, Annette. Uh, we went on a holiday in Phuket and decided to experience a Muay Thai fight night uh, as part of a package, you know, one of those tour things. And, wow, I was really amazed at how intense it is and can be pretty brutal, but you can also understand the discipline and the respect that each other has for their opponent. And you've been competing for less than four years now or thereabouts, but you've already had some significant successes. Can you tell us about some of your uh, competition results? Yeah, so after I started pretty much... 10 months in, I had my first fight, which is very short for someone who just starts fighting. Um, and that very next year, um, I hopped on the plane for my third fight. I went and fought on the Gold Coast um, at the Nationals and I won gold simply because, like, I, at the time, I look back now and I see how much of a natural I was, but at the time, I didn't understand how fighting worked. I just fought. And like my coach knew what I was capable of um, and, you know, he's always told me that I'm going to be a champion, but that it just, everything just fell into place. Um, and then after that, I had um, the nationals again a year later and I did not win gold this time. I won bronze. I actually competed against someone I versed four weeks before that. And it made me realize that different states have different rules. So the reason I lost that fight was because of the way I fought. So that's the thing about Muay Thai. You can fight certain style or you can fight aggressive. You can fight on the back foot. You can fight walking forward and kneeing. Um, and in Queensland, they prefer the aggressive, strong walk forward. And I fought on the back foot and I lost because of that. Um, I'm pretty proud of that fight because I fought her four weeks ago. And I, in terms of my, my head, I fought better. I fought stronger. Um, I fought more with more IQ. So that was a really good experience for me to be like, you know, losses don't matter. It's about you listening to your coach. It's about you um, just doing what you're meant to do. And I did what I was meant to do. And that's all that matters. Um, and then I had a month later, I flew out to Thailand. Uh, I think every Muay Thai fighter wants to go over there and, and fight just to get the experience. And that's what I wanted to do. Uh, eventually, I want to go over there and live there and train and fight, but this was just an experience to me, so I chucked myself in there, and it was the most pivotal moment of my career so far. Um, just the difference of fighting in Thailand versus Australia. Like in Australia, you have your coach there. You have like you get six weeks to train for this one fight. You get to taper off. You have all your nutrition. Your weight cut's perfect. When you walk out, you've got a song. You've got your crowd cheering you. You've got your your whole team there supporting you, your coach telling you what to do in between rounds. In Thailand, I got there on a crappy little bus, got my hands wrapped straight away. 
was um, oiled out just like by people I didn't even know. I walked out, like you sit there next to your opponent, you look at them, you find out who your opponent is on the night and then you walk out there. I walked out there standing across from this opponent that I found out who I'm fighting. She was 10 kilos heavier than me. Um, that scared scared me. Um, <laughs> my corner, they spoke Spanish. So all they said to me was, go crazy, go crazy. So I didn't have a corner to tell me what to do. Um, but I got in there. And so in Muay Thai, uh, especially in Thailand, they don't count the first two rounds. They only count the, the fourth and the third, really. So when you fight on the fourth and you go strong and you win, basically you won the whole fight. So the fifth is just a little play around. So when I was out there, you know, I wasn't fighting the way I was used to because I didn't have my teammates around me, didn't have all that preparation. I had no clue what I was doing. I was only 18, 19 at the time. Uh, and only like that was my second professional fight out of the eight fights that I've done. And I found out in the fourth round that was her, like she had her over 100 fights and she was tired champion at 57 Damn. kilos. I fight 53. So I was out of my waters, but. I'm so proud of myself because I used my skill and I didn't allow her to overwhelm me. And I stayed, I, I stayed in that fight and every single, like I, the why that's a pivotal moment for me because what I take away from that fight is that it's the mental part of this sport. That's going to take someone to the top. You know, you can have all the skill size strength in this world. It, if you're not mentally in it, you're not going to, you're not going to perform. And I was not mentally in it. So I did not perform, even though I am proud of what I did. The thing that I tell myself is that I'm never going to let an opponent who's bigger than me take away what I can do. So since then I have fought up in weight. My last fight was up in weight. Um, I absolutely dominated her. <laughs> I'm really proud to say that. And in eight weeks time, I'm going to take another fight up in weight as well, just so I can prove that to myself that size doesn't matter. And I, yeah, just like a challenge. And there's not much girls at my weight in my state at the moment because of COVID. And if I didn't go up in like up in weight, I wouldn't have a fight right now. So I'd rather take a challenge, be scared and get in there and do it rather than playing life safe. <laughs> well, I guess also if you go up in weight, you have to have a different strategy. Mm. Uh, how are you going to deal with that? And that's probably keeps you edgy as well in terms of, and I wonder, I was thinking back, you said uh, your first fight, you weren't experienced, you went in there. And then, of course, you went to the Nationals and you won gold and your experience level was quite low, I'm sure, compared to most. Yeah. Do you think sometimes you can overthink things in any sport? You overthink, and as you said, you, you worry. You get an opponent that's bigger, that's stronger and maybe more experienced and you worry more about what might go wrong than what you can do yourself. Yeah, so... So in I something that so I feel like Muay Thai or just fighting in general is really spiritual. And what I've taught, well, I've discovered is that if you just let go, if you just release all expectations, even in just day-to-day -day life, and trust that you're meant to be in this position, you're meant to be standing across from this person, you've done everything right, that you you are meant to be here and like it just just trust and let go and, and enjoy the process rather than thinking things have to be a certain way, then worrying that if this is not right, it's not going what I expected and then like fussing about, that's what I've learned to to do, especially when you fight in Thailand and nothing goes goes the way you, you want. You have to learn to just be okay with it. And that's why I love my coach. My, my coach is so chill. He's just like, mm, that's all right. 
oh, you lost the first round. Well, that's in the past now, so we just got to keep going forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> you focused a lot on learning from round one, round two. Uh, is tactics important and how you combat, how you deal with an opponent? Definitely. So, like, in especially the style I fight, I'm very, very clever when I fight. Um, if I lose round one, cool. But I know every single round I'm going to get better and better and better because I like to see the weaknesses of my opponents. Um, they're doing the same to me, but I truly trust in my skills that I'm just going to get better each round because, you know, you're diving yourself into deep waters each round and you're exploring what you're capable of and what they're capable of. And at the end of the day, mental side of it, I know I'm capable of more. So it just keeps getting, like, you get better and better as the rounds go. Yeah, I can see it. And there's actually a lot in what you're talking about for life lessons isn't there for every one of us, particularly our listeners today. Uh, there are a lot of life lessons in what you're saying. Never giving up, staying in the moment, believing in yourself, constantly learning. So, yeah, I think what you're saying is applicable to everybody. It doesn't matter whether it's sport, work, play, life in general. And having said that, success generally doesn't come just by chance. I know you do train really hard. You said it every single day, which is pretty uh, extreme. But you also credit a lot of your success to Three Lions Gym. Was that to your original gym and also your trainer, David McVicker? Is he still your current trainer? Yeah. So um, I've been with Dave since day one. I've been at Three Lions Gym since day one. Um, the reason why I think they are the best is my coach has been in the game for 28 years. Um, he's produced world champions, produced state champions, Australian champions. Yeah, most coaches can do that. But I think what makes him unique is what he brings to the table. And he's got this experience as well as a brilliant IQ. Uh, if you watch, like we have 13-year-olds at our gym who have IQs out this world, and that's just a reflection on him. He's able to spot and see things that most people can't. Like when I fight, when I know I have him in the corner, I just feel so safe because there's always going to be an answer for everything. Um, and he's just out of this world. Like to be able to achieve the things he has with um, his son, Max McVicker, who um, he his son did Muay Thai since he was five. He is not 20 now, 19 now. He's had over 120 fights and his dad's been in the corner and every single one of those. And the experience you take from that, he brings to us every single time we fight. And, yeah, you, you you just can see it when we fight. We're just so so smart. And that's how you win Muay Thai. You be smart as well as have heart. Yeah. Certainly it's very intense. The training and the competition takes its toll, no doubt, both on your mind and your body. What's your recovery strategy? There must be times when, you know, you do get hurt mentally and physically from a, from a bout or a fight. How do you recover? Um, so personally, there's three pillars. So you've got to have your stress, your sleep, and your hydration in check. And as an athlete, that's your responsibility. You should always have them in check. Great. But then you find yourself, you're still, like, exhausted and tired sometimes or you don't know how to, to heal your body. Like, uh, I know I have really tight calves. I get really tight hips regardless if I've done everything right as well as nutrition as well. So um, I've been really lucky for the past two years. I've had Victory Recovery Systems uh, sponsor me 
uh, they they were there to watch my first professional fight, which is my seventh, and they've they've seen my potential. And just to have them provide their their equipment for free, which is very expensive, it helps so much. I don't earn much money. I work at Woolworths, so that means the world for me. Um, and have their support that like an, another two people in this world who believe in me as much as I believe in myself means a lot. So they're a beautiful company. They do what they do is to help everyday people who want to do combat sports and live a busy life. So I'm happy to be um, like a partner of their values and what they represent too. So shout out to Victoria Recovery Systems. Well, sounds like they play a, an important role in your successes. So uh, on you, Victory Recovery Systems. And we're all for shout-outs for our sponsor partners. <laughs> we know only too well how tough it is to find sponsors in this current climate. Do you have any other sponsors you'd like to give a plug or a shout-out to? Oh, this one's exciting. So literally yesterday I got a new sponsor. So Smith Fitness, they're a gym located in Port Kennedy, and I've been training at their gym for months for my strength and conditioning. I absolutely love their gym because it's a it's like an athlete's hub. You know, everyone there is welcome to do their weird, wacky stuff that you can't do in a commercial gym, um, as well as they represent pushing yourself because that's your epic. You, everyone has their own version of epic and just get in there and get it done because it's what you enjoy. And to, to be around that environment, like outside of Muay Thai, to experience that is absolutely motivating and I love being part of their gym and they know that too uh, AJ the owner uh, has sponsored me so I get free training and that's a huge help in my journey because once again it's very expensive to do what I do really grateful to have their support um, in that way fantastic well good on them to learn and grow and be successful we've got to come face to face with failure I think what lessons have you learned along the journey that helped you grow? I feel like as, as a person, I've learned more in, as being a Muay Thai fighter. So I've learned not to rush, not to rush the process. So right now, I know that I deserve to be um, the WA state champion. Like I'm, I know I am, but I don't have the opportunity in front, front of me and I'm not going to rush it. You know, I'm just going to take my time and do what I should be doing and that's what's in front of me. So focusing on the next fight, not focusing on something that doesn't exist yet. Just making your heart know it's in the right place and not for the future, if that makes sense. So being present, being in the now is a really powerful thing because then you miss out on the opportunities that are in front of you, uh, especially in this COVID climate. You, you can't be, like, upset that, your fights are getting cancelled the day before because of lockdowns. You just got to keep going, and that's the stuff that's going to produce a champion. Yeah, COVID's um, been pretty mean to a lot of people, whether it's business, sport, uh, or general social life. It's been very, very tough, and I can understand and believe how it would have had such an impact on your career, uh, taking the whole past year or so away from you in terms of travel and ability to, to yeah. fight those that you would like to fight across the country and globe. Now, I know you're really passionate about training, but you're also a really passionate role model and teacher of young people, up-and-comers in Muay Thai. Can you tell us a bit about uh, how you started 
with kids yeah. and what's going on now? So basically volunteered to um, teach my kids, like to learn how to teach the kids for half a year because coach's son was going to leave to Thailand. And yeah, I thought, why not chuck myself in there and, and be part of the community even more? And honestly, these kids have taught me more than I've taught them. They've, they've taught me to be confident. Like I, like at uni, I, I'm able to do these presentations and, and speak in front of crowds. And I've come back after and I'm like, thank you guys for allowing me to yell at yous because I smashed my uni presentation yesterday because of yous. They, it's also like so inspiring to see a kid walk through your doors, shy, getting bullied at school, very scrawny and small, to a year later, they're, they're gotten strong, they're, they're confident, they're disciplined, they're not getting bullied at school anymore. And for their parents just to say thank you to me for that. And there's every single kid that walks through that door says the same thing. And the reason why that happens is because what I'm doing for them is exactly what my coach does for me every single person that w- walks in our Muay Thai gym grows and reinvents themselves. So I, I love it. <laughs> you started as a volunteer coaching. You did that for quite some time. And I believe you're head coach of the kids now. Yeah, yeah, it's really good for them to see a female as the leader. So I have um, some younger boys to help me, like like, assist. But for them to listen to a female voice and a female leader actually is something rare. Uh, I don't know what gym nearby has that, especially like uh, there's not much female Muay Thai coaches around or female fighter coaches around. So I think it's another reason why their parents like me teaching them because one, they're learning to hear a different voice and two, they're learning to respect women. And I've actually had troubles with a few kids who don't respect women and I couldn't train, but they were changing that stigma and I have actually gotten girls to train at our gym. It's been four years without girls, and now I have girls now. And, like, it's so cool to have giggling in the class as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, um, and just the girls to be like, wow, mom, I want to be as muscly as her when I grow up. I want to be as strong as her. And it's just, like, so cute to hear. Um, And I think, yeah, that it means the world to me. (laughs) Okay, there's there's some inspiration there because you don't actually necessarily think about that. So there's an inspiration there for other teenage and older young women or all women to get in and coach male-predominant sports. Yeah. Because you're 100% right. It's so important to teach these boys respect for women. That in itself is massive. And I know in the judging, the judges look very highly on you for the volunteer capacity or roles that you want to take with young people, uh, kids, and how important that is, in addition, of course, to your absolute successes in uh, Muay Thai and, and your studies too. It, the awards are about community as well as success in a, in a chosen field. So I think what you said about that is really, really important, just educating and being a role model. And as you said, there's such a discipline in sports such as Muay Thai. So what are your future plans for Muay Thai? And generally, I know we'll get to your to your studies and your, uh, your other career shortly, but in Muay Thai, what's your plans and goals for the future? Um, so for Muay Thai, currently, it's just to look at what the next opportunity is ahead because that's the smartest way to be. But overall, like I'm 20, I'm 21 years old. 
Um, you can be in this sport till you're about 35 if you if you really want to, uh, if you want to push it. And right now, I invested my strength, I invested my nutrition, so I I avoid. I'm going to try and avoid as much injuries as possible. So I want to be in here for a long time. I want to have longevity in the sport. So for me, I have my own role models. I look at girls who are in the Muay Thai scene right now who are competing at the top level. And I I know I can be like them. Um, I know I can be my own version of them. And I actually have on my my vision board in my room the word unbeatable because that's what it takes to be on the top. And that's what it takes to be on the top for a long time. And that's what I want to do. I want to compete at the highest level and I want to be able to do it for 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 at least three or four years um, and everything that will come in terms of goals in terms of belts in terms of recognition will come along with that and knowing that uh, deep in my heart that I am capable of that and I and I want I want to push myself to that point because it scares me and I'm like I love doing what scares me <laughs> so you're certainly a passionate young lady and full of um, a desire but I'm sure there are many ups and downs that you go through both in your Muay Thai and uh, career and personally. How do you stay motivated? How do you stay strong and bounce back from those low moments? Honestly, I think it's realising that other people are watching. Um, I'm very um, out there on my social media because of that reason. Like I, I will a quote up or a video of me talking about something that's so simple and saying that just slides past my mind and I know it's making an impact for someone else for example say I've got no fights coming up but I still show up at the gym every night because I'm impacting someone else's journey I'm helping someone else become a better version of themselves just by being there just by allowing them to have someone else who's who's sharing that same passion yeah just knowing that everything I do is going to be someone who's younger than me or even the same age can go look I can do that too and even better and we're just going to keep on breaking the limits expectations that, that that can be done like there's things out there that I know I can achieve that haven't been achieved before and, and that excites me motivates me um, as well as I'm very um, reflective I'm a very reflective person so I do journal a lot um, I like to ground myself and find time to to find the small things that I'm grateful for and every single day I always comes back to I'm so grateful for my family I'm so grateful for the community that I have and it's those people that are so close to you that believe in you more than you believe in yourself that are able to pull you through so I always always thank my, my parents and um my, my training partners the people that sponsor me you know it's the people that see you for who you really are that I'm really thankful for Yeah, and I think being thankful is so important, appreciating the learning, the learning that we do. No doubt you're a very humble person, but at the same time, you're very passionate, you're very confident, and you have belief in yourself. And I think all those things come together to make success. So all power to you. I know you're going to be hugely successful and continue to grow in your successes in future years, and hopefully... Uh, in the not too distant future, you'll be able to get back over to Thailand and so on again. Well, so fun, you're training, uh, nutritionists, strength coaches, boxing coaches, your recovery gear, and your traveling expenses. You mentioned earlier that you work at Woolworths. They just happen to also be one of our award sponsor partners of the Seven Years Young Achiever Awards. 
Are you happy to give a shout out to your Woolworth store? Yeah, so I work at um, Woolworths Rockingham. Pretty much all my customers and everyone I work with knows that I fight. I kept it a secret for like two years, but then like I showed up with a, like a black eye and everyone just knows now. <laughs> um, yeah, and that they always allow me to work my hours around when I train and when I have a fight. So that's pretty, that's very nice of them. Um, and just like them understanding that not to burn me out because, you know, when you work in retail, you want your employees to work all the time because that's what they do. But that they allow me to, to work when I want, um, how many hours that I want, and I really appreciate that. So I'm able to balance my life and earn the money that I need to survive. So I'm in good hands at Woolworths Rockingham. They're legends. <laughs> yeah, we're very thankful to Woolworths, uh, Anthea, and her, who is the marketing manager and her team. And I know are involved in the awards because they want to give back. They want to be a part of the communities that they are involved with and are very keen to support. So what you're saying rings true with me too. So shout out to Woolworths and, of course, Surge Fitness. They're not a huge gym franchise, but they're very passionate about supporting young people like yourself. That's why they sponsor the Seven Years Young Achiever Awards as well. Well, we don't always think about how much people have to give up and endure for success so congratulations for that persistence that I just mentioned, your perseverance, but also your thinking, the way you go about things, you think through things through, you're very strategic about your approach to your support, and I think they all add up to, uh, to your successes. Well, and in, in addition to Muay Thai, you're also studying nutrition at uh, Curtin University. You mentioned nutrition is really important to uh, hydration, uh, sleep and stress, uh, stress management. So nutrition is a really important part of that. And you're at Curtin University. They happen to be one of our Community Achievement Award partners as well. So you're the perfect uh, podcast guest. We get to mention <laughs> a lot of people that you're involved with, that we're involved with too. So where are you up to with your studies and where would you ideally like to work and in what type of nutrition? It's crazy because I chose to do nutrition before I even found Muay Thai. So it's crazy that they go hand in hand. Um, so I'm in my last year of my bachelor's. I want to do my master's of dietetics uh, because I want to work with fighters and I want to work with athletes. And I already have a pool of people that want to um, be like work with me. Um, right now, I just work with family and friends because it's kind of illegal for me to work, do what I want to do yet without being qualified. So I get that experience just like, like for my family. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't wait. I look at um, like people like the fight dietitian and to be able to help fighters do what I, like I'm doing now, hands-on like experience. I, I know what it takes to fight. I know um, the level of stress on the body. I know what your body needs. And to be able to, like I feel like because I do fighting, when I study the degree that I do, I, I always look further, so I always look into the, the latest written articles and research, and I always try to discuss with my peers. And like, because I'm passionate at both, it's making me more smarter as a student, if that makes sense. Like, what I get taught at uni is nothing compared to how I have to apply it to my own nutrition and training, which is what I've learned over time. So, in the first lockdown of COVID. I obviously was studying nutrition at the time, but I had no idea what I was doing and I absolutely burnt myself out. Uh, I wasn't eating enough. I developed REDS, which is um, Relative Energy Dependence Syndrome. And it's when your body 
um, you, you're as a female, you lose, you're overtrained, you lose your period, and your body becomes used to eating not much. So, I have taken my life experience and what I'm learning at uni now, and putting myself out there. I network to other nutritionists to to learn more about the body, and I've seen the effects of poor nutrition on firsthand on myself. So, for career wise, I cannot wait to give back. Um, once again, I'm not rushing the process. I'm going to be patient as possible. I focus on just being a student right now and not being um, in practice, which is what I can't wait to do. Yeah, just the next three or four years, finish my my um, Masters of Dietetics and just educate myself further because nutrition is a field that is constantly, like you're constantly learning. Uh, there's new stuff all the time and to be honest, with nutrition, most of us, it's a guessing game. Hopefully, during that time, the field gets more research done. And by the time I graduate, it's a bit more, um, less guesswork. But yeah, it's exciting to be part of it. Uh, I see what the experts do, and I just can't wait to, to join them and, and be, a, be a name in that community as well as Muay Thai. So yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> well, no doubt you're going to be uh, very successful when anybody gets the privilege of working with you will be very, very fortunate indeed. Do you have any uh, other interests or hobbies? I know you sound pretty flat out already. <laughs> um, I actually have, like, I love to take photos. I love to take videos. I love to um, post things on social media and be creative. So I'm kind of taking that all together right now by um, promoting my gym. So my gym's very small. We're very old school. Um but I want to take it to that next level. I'm at like uni right now. So I have the time, like on my breaks, I want to be able to bring more people to experience the magic that I experience every day. So um, to learn how to, I guess, the entrepreneurial side of things, that's what excites me in my spare time. So I edit, I edit photos, I create posts. Um, I'm trying to teach myself how to build a website, all those things that um, I want to do when I have my um, career dietetics is what I'm doing for my gym at the moment. I tell my coach, this is the beta version of what I want to do one day. So you'd let me do what I gym just for experience. You know, there's, we could stay the same size that we are now, or we could grow. It doesn't really matter because I'm like everyone at this gym is going to be successful no matter what. But if I'm able to give back to my gym in terms of what I do in my spare time with my interests and hobbies, I can. Other than that, I'm always finding a way to grind or learn more. I, I can't stop learning. I love to um, go to the beach and listen to podcasts <laughs> and learn some more while exploring. I love doing that. Um, and, yeah, just getting out in nature, it grounds you a lot. So I love doing that too. It makes me realise that we're just a small little speck on this planet and I like chilling sometimes too. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. I do find that hard. I <laughs> You're like a jumping bee. No one can see uh, you other than me physically, but uh, you're like a jumping bee. You're so passionate, so enthusiastic. I absolutely love it. You, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you succeed in whatever you did because of your enthusiasm and your passion, which is awesome. And you're a great thinker as well. What, what a great combination, passion, persistence, enthusiasm and thinking through a great lesson for all of us in whatever it is we do. It's such a, such a champ, literally, and um, figuratively as well. 
in a different direction slightly, you made the finals, of course, for the Surge Fitness Young Achiever category. How did you feel when when you uh, had heard that you'd made the finals? I feel like it it was like such a surreal moment that to like to be surrounded by other people that are that are like me, um, that is passionate, and are just doing things for the sake of like I want to try this. I want to see what I can do. People who are selfless. It meant a lot to me. Like being around that room. I I want to cry right now because I was so grateful to be there. And just knowing that what I'm doing is where I'm meant to be, you know, um, growing up, I always questioned, like, I should be doing this, should be doing that. But you don't compare your journey to everyone else's. You just be grateful for it and you learn from what others can give you. And just, yeah, it just, it was a very, I say peaceful moment to be part of it. It, Yeah, it it slows me down just to take a seat back and, look around and and see the scenery rather than being going chugging forward all the time so the energy of the room at the awards night was cool and I yeah I love it (laughs) it's always such a thrill for me and all of our team to witness to experience to meet amazing young people like yourself and for me also as I walk around the room to hear people saying wow these young people are amazing gee uh, WA, South Australia, uh, New South Wales, wherever it is, we're in such good hands. We have so many amazing young people. And the privilege of the awards is to acknowledge people like yourself who might not uh, otherwise get the same opportunity at that point in time to be acknowledged for the good work you do, but also to promote what you do. So Muay Thai, uh, to promote your achievements, your successes, and how hard you've worked for all of the young people, hundreds of finalists across the country being acknowledged and becoming role models and further exemplifying what it means to be successful but to give back in the way that people like yourself do is such a privilege. And, of course, people can nominate, listeners can nominate someone for NRL Awards, the Community Achievement Awards are on right now across the country and the Young Achiever Awards start again quite soon. So please head to awardsaustralia.com if you can think of someone that you would like to nominate, someone like Bryony who is simply amazing, who deserves recognition because it will certainly give validation and credibility to what they're doing and give confidence as well, which are all really important. So, Bryony, just uh, on another side note as well, what's something that we might not know about you? Oh, <laughs> I'm not too sure. I make, I guess I'm actually someone who's very shy. Like when I walk in a room, it takes me for a, a while to be able to express myself. So when you do first meet me, I'm nothing like I am when you find out about me, if that makes sense. Yep. So, yeah, I just... It takes me a while to feel safe in a place and, yeah, I, I, can't, I can come across as shy. So I don't want everyone to think that I'm a big confident bubble because I'm, I'm not sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you say it takes a while for you to feel safe in a room. I'm sure you, you're meaning mentally because I think we'd all be uh, pretty afraid to be oh. in the same <laughs> ring with you. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but 
it's surprising out there how many people are the same. I'm exactly the same. I feel really uncomfortable in an environment that I don't know with people I don't know and people who see me walking around the room for the awards or as you would have experienced giving the briefing briefing to the finalists and sponsors before the event and so on probably wouldn't believe that but it's a really important thing for people to understand is we must understand that people don't necessarily think the same as us and we need to be cautious of how we treat people that might be shy might be nervous that might have had a bad day you know, they might have had an argument with someone or something's happened that results in them being who they are for that moment or having a look that they have. And we shouldn't judge people for a moment or a you know, something that we interpret that could be entirely wrong. And that's why I speak to every person I see. I embarrass all of our team and anybody I'm with constantly because whenever I go into an elevator, I always face people, talk to them every single person, ask them, how they go, what are you doing today, et cetera, et cetera, embarrass the heck out of everybody. But um, uh, no, I just think it's really important to um, to be the best person that you can be for people because you never know when someone may need just that smile or word of encouragement. You've got a lot of passion, but what's the driving key passions that make you tick, do you think? I think it was born in me. Like, honestly, um, ever since I had a camera, I used to film myself talking about inspirational stuff and, you know, the meaning of life and, and life. You, you, you're meant to experience things. Um, but I've always spoken about learning from others. Like, I find it so fascinating hearing about other people's journey and hearing about what makes other people tick. And I think um, to go far or to go where you want to be or to, to be settled where you are now, it's to stop and listen to other people and, and embrace what makes us truly human because life's not always about you. Um, so, yeah, just being able to experience life for other people, if that makes sense, is what I feel like drives me. And I don't know how that relates to fighting or whatever I do, but community defines most of it. And I feel like if you have that in life, you're unstoppable. <laughs> no, that's... um. Very inspiring words, and I think it sounds to me like you like to be inspired and you like to inspire, and you thrive yeah. on both of those things learning and giving. Yeah, that's very cool. Do you have any other words of wisdom? Now, they're pretty inspiring and uh, pretty, uh, pretty filled with the wisdom, but do you have anything else uh, that you feel would inspire our listeners? Because you are very, very inspiring. So, I feel like being willing to make mistakes, like looking like an idiot, just chucking yourself in the deep end, like everything in life, you have a little voice in the back of your head that's like, don't do this, you know, this is going to happen. No, it's not. Just chuck yourself in there. Like get rid of all these beliefs that limit you um, because you never know what you can take from it, never know what you can learn. Like I would never be here in this very spot if I just didn't have that one Muay Thai lesson. You know, I wouldn't be in this spot if I just, just didn't try and be willing to to fail because you can achieve anything in life the moment you realize that nothing really matters it's just your choices that you do at this very moment and that's what matters so if you fail it's in the past just keep going forward or just keep going where you want to be if that makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah I think I think you're right and some words of wisdom came to my mind then listening to what just said and that is that when we pass this world, 
the things we do for ourselves will not be remembered, but those things that we do for others will be. Yeah. And uh, I think that's in line with what you're saying. You're a very wise head on young shoulders. Yeah, I, I just find you fascinating and really inspiring. And I'm so pleased to have been able to spend time with you today. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed it too, because you are extraordinary. And if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that online? Best place to find me is Instagram. I put myself out there all the time. Uh, very inspirational on there. So that is at uh, briny.soden. I'll spell it out for the listeners, B-R-Y-O-N-Y dot S-O-D-E-N. And if you want to go ahead and like my Facebook page as well, it's just briny soden dash Muay Thai. I post the same stuff, but Instagram's better. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. I highly recommend you do so to follow uh, Bryony's words of wisdom and, of course, her career. It really has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, Bryony. You're an absolute legend. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing some of your story with us, for inspiring us today. Thank you. Um, it's been it's been cool. I hope I got across what I wanted to get across and I hope everyone enjoys listening. And yeah, it's just, it's, this is going to be a little small snapshot in my journey and I can't wait for you guys to hear back from me in the future. Keep following Bryony on Instagram <laughs> mainly and also Facebook. I'm sure we're, we're going to hear a lot more of you in the future and we're going to be lining up at uh, Rockingham Woolworths to get your autograph uh, <laughs> down the track if we can't find you anywhere else. But um, thanks so much. I hope everybody's been inspired by Bryony's story as much as I have today. And you can rate and review us. You can also see the show notes for Bryony if you want to get more information. So get it and have a look. I'll give you the handles for connecting with Bryony as well. Take care, Bryony. Take care, everybody. And remember, together we make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.